0: Twenty seven ninety eight hundred five six eight twenty seven ninety one.
1: One the following is a live copyrighted presentation. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time now for Radio Law with your host, Frederick Penny, Attorney at Law. And now Radiolawtalk
2: Welcome back to hour two of Radio Law Talk. I'm your host Frederick Penny with Denise Dirks, Todd Cunin, and our well, I'm not gonna say it. I'm gonna say our great, wonderful, yeah, no. spectacular. Don't do that. I heard Cal the bit last Hunter. hour. I know. <laughs> the. That's what it was. But anyway, Cal Hunter, we appreciate you here. You You know what? Cal and I have known each other for quite some time, um, but this is fun. And the funnest part of all of Radio Law Talk is not the the most exciting, entertaining, and sometimes informative show on earth, not the disclaimer that says we're not giving you legal advice, seek counsel, we're talking about general topics of law, not our phone number of 855-529-7234, not radiolawtalk.com or info at radiolawtalk.com. None of that is interesting. The most interesting stuff is Case or No Case. Now it's time to
1: play Case or No Case. Amy Cooper was in New York working, taking a lunch break from her job at Franklin Templeton Financial Services. May 25th, 2020, Christian Cooper, no relation, was birding in Central Park, looking at birds, you know, trying to find a specific variety of bird. He noticed the woman and her pet, an unrestrained Cocker Spaniel, standing close to a sign that said, All dogs must be on a leash. Christian Cooper, who was a black man, his name is not Karen, approached Amy Cooper and asked her to put her dog on a leash, per the sign. She said no. The bird watcher carried dog treats in his pocket, why we do not know, and he threw one in the direction of the Cocker Spaniel to see if it would run free, and then things took off from there. Christian recorded it after Amy pulled out her cell phone and threatened to call police to tell them there's an African-American male threatening my life. He said, go ahead and call the police and tell them anything you'd like. Hours after the recorded moment went viral, Franklin Templeton released on social media that its officials had placed a staffer unnamed on administrative leave while they looked into a certain incident. The following day, the company said their investigation was done and the still unpublicly named employee was fired. She was upset about that. She told her attorney that her lawsuit against Franklin Templeton claimed that her ex-employer performed no investigation into the incident, noting they failed to contact her or Christian Cooper. They did not make an effort to get her complete 911 call, and they disregarded her accomplishments as an exceptional employee. Those are her allegations. However. The guy that she karen in the park is the one who filed a lawsuit against her for discrimination and harassment. So, Denise Dirks, you're up here. Case or no case?
3: Yeah, it's me. So uh, she filed a suit against Franklin Tem- Templeton for wrongful termination. Is that what you're saying? That's correct, yes. Well, uh, this is an actual case, but it was a criminal case brought against her, for um, a false police report and
1: a criminal case, which by the way was dismissed.
2: Okay, so you're talking about the civil action, is yeah. what you're asking. Yeah. So I'm asking okay. about
1: the action between the black man who claims that she harassed him and practiced illegal discrimination and intimidation against him in the park.
3: Oh, I thought it was the employer. So no, it's a, no, the black right. man suing her. Yes, yep. Oh. Um, it, he, it, there is no case there. He did not sue her and he forgave her.
2: Okay, Fred, what do so you So you're saying, okay, because you said there was a case. You said the— the She filed a case against right, Franklin Templeton, right, wrongful term. I got
1: that. And the black man is the guy who says, wait a minute. I'm going to file a lawsuit. And this is the, the case that's in question is did he file a lawsuit, and if so, what was the
2: result? Hmm. Um, sounds like this was something that went viral that I'm sure uh, Cal saw on Facebook. The question is, what happened— <laughs> And how did this occur? Did the the, the 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 black individual bring a discrimination lawsuit against her? I'm going to say, mm. you said, I'm going to say yes, because I heard you say, I'm just playing the Cal thing. Cal said when the lawsuit was filed. So uh, oh. I'm going to say he slipped up and there was a lawsuit and it's pending.
1: The lawsuit, I said that in regards to her lawsuit against Franklin Templeton, but that's okay. Todd Cunham, what do you say
4: on that? I remember this incident happening i remember it getting um a lot of play yep. in the news yep. and i think ultimately there was no case filed by him the uh the guy against her for anything he 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 let it go so yeah no no case along the lines that you have proposed or questioned whether one was filed i agree with fred no case
1: Okay, so you say no case. Fred says no case. Denise says no
3: case. I agree
1: with Fred and Denise. Then we got a triple no case. Well, guess what? Does
3: anybody listen to me on this show? <laughs>
2: I do. I just didn't make any notes. It's two people away. Denise I'm going to say I... no case. I, uh, that's fine. I said case, but I'm going to switch. It's yeah, no he case. did Thanks. say case. That's okay. I'm, I'm switching. I'm sticking with the the team. Can't no switch. case. Okay, Can't then switch. I'm saying a case. All right, whatever. I, oh, so Fred says there there was a case. I said there was a case, but nothing's settled. It's nothing's still happened. going on. Still going on. Okay, just stick with that. So we're different, just to make it fun.
1: Well, let me, t- let me put this to you this way. Franklin Templeton was sued by her, and the judge saw that and dismissed her case out of hand, so she had no case against Franklin mm-hmm. Templeton. As for the other gentleman involved in the case, he did not file the case. Uh, Dang it. So there is. I should have switched. Well, that's okay. And that is case or no case for this hour, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for listening to it. Back to the show.
2: Oh. oh no Sorry. All right, let's just finish up on the chess chess star suing case. We already did our little uh, little play on the chess, you know, <laughs> play by play. But the thing is, is apparently they have their this individual and his company. I guess Carlson's company play Magnus Group and OnlineChess.com, dot com and another individual which i cannot pronounce his name um, who's an american grandmaster uh, are all being sued by hans nyman for 100 million dollars saying that they worked together to basically to defame him and say that he cheated to win how do you cheat okay how do you cheat at chess i i, I don't know how can you cheat? It's not like you're bringing. It's not like you're putting a spit on the ball or grease on the ball. What are you doing? You're sliding some grease underneath the rook, and when it slides across, it goes faster. What? No, you
3: have you have um, an ear piece, yeah. and somebody's calling it for you. Where did you, that queen
4: come from? She wasn't there a second ago. Or,
1: oh, yeah. or you have electrodes in your keister, which is one of the allegations oh. made, where he would get a shock to the right side of his buttock or the left side of his buttock. For certain moves. Well, place. so
2: in other words, someone else what? is studying mm-hmm. it. This guy's yeah, his yeah. grandmaster, a superstar, but yet he needs someone else's help that's better than him. That's going to be hard to find someone better than him, right? Well, it doesn't well, make sense. Well,
3: here's like the, the problem. He admitted, and he meaning the, the master star that claims defamation, he admitted that when he was a kid, Hans. 12, Hans. 12 and, and, and 16, that he was online gaming chess and that he had cheated during that time, but he said, I've never cheated since then. Now, there's never been any evidence no. that he has, right? But he did open the door to that kind of a a statement right. uh, just because he admitted to cheating when he was underage.
2: Uh, well, let's move on past this. I don't know. There's lawsuits to start. We're going to talk about Harvey Weinstein. Why we're going to talk about that that's interesting is his case is about ready to start. We're going to talk to you about what jurors or potential jurors are saying during voir dire and voir dire voir dire everyone says it differently look that's when you question the jurors to determine whether or not they should be able to sit as a juror or not and what they're saying about the me too movement and harvey weinstein when we come back
1: more radio law talk coming up right here on your favorite local radio station and always streaming live but free at radiolawtalk.com we'll be back
2: Here's Fred Penny with Penny and Associates. When you or a family member have been injured in an accident, what should you look for in a personal injury lawyer? The first thing is an experienced personal injury law firm that is actually taking cases to trial. Hi, I'm Frederick Penny, managing partner and founder of Penny and Associate Injury Lawyers. For over 30 years, Penny and Associate Injury Lawyers has been successfully representing individuals and their families. At Penny and Associates, we're experienced trial lawyers and we work with you to get the best results.
1: Go to pennyandassociates.com or call 800 616 The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help.
4: I've got to get my car washed. This dirt, it just won't do. But I don't have no time today. I don't know what i do. Well, Man, I know this place right down the road. Quick, quack, car wash. Uh-huh. Hop inside, let's take a ride. And watch this cat and shine. Just come and see, I guarantee your ride will steal the
2: show. Come on. Quick, quack, car wash. Don't drive that dirty car. Uh-huh.
5: 800-711-9218. That's eight hundred seven 711
6: and the other possessions will be at your new home. So if you're moving across country or across town, be a pack rat. Join the pack rat family.
5: Call pack rat right now for your free quote. See y'all later, pack rats. 800 798 1627. 800 798 1627. That's 800 798 1627.
0: Grosser valley are, are you serious?
1: serious the commercials and the announcements aired on radio law talk contain the opinions of the sponsor the airing of said announcements on radio law talk does not constitute an endorsement the announcements may contain claims that are not intended to treat diagnose or cure any disease these claims have not been evaluated by the fda you're listening to radio law talk and now back to the show
2: Did we have a quick quack car wash one on lately? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Yeah, good. I like quick quack car wash. I I go in there often. It's quite, uh, quite, I go to new ones. You know, the new ones are the coolest ones. They now have it, so two things happen. It reads your license plate as you pick up, and it opens the little gate so you drive in. And then as you drive through, a light shines on your windshield as you drive through, and it's like a... Uh, like an advertisement or uh come back to quick quack for like a present. laser thing on your yeah, str- oh, that's on, on, cool, yeah as you drive through it goes on your on your windshield and uh anyway, Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> Let's go from quick quack to Harvey wow. Weinstein. Stop lying <laughs> Oh look, this is now don't forget, he has been already convicted and, and supposed to be serving twenty three years uh in a conviction from two thousand twenty two uh, uh, uh conviction in New York. He's now in Los Angeles the most interesting thing about this one is and by the way he's appealing the the 2020 conviction in New York City and, and Harvey Weinstein those of you who don't know is was the, one of the most powerful Hollywood producers uh from the I would say what seven, 80s 90s 80s 90s 2000s, 2000s. 10. I mean yeah. up, up until
4: so, up until things went down and he started the allegations with um, right, that me too happened, he was the he was one of the guy. first Me
2: Too movement guys, right, that they yeah. went after. He was like, but get what was the name of his company? I remember it was big. Ben. Miramax. Miramax. Yeah, Miramax.
4: Miramax and then the Weinstein Company. But yeah. still, yeah.
2: Miramax. With his brother. You go look at all the movies, there's phenomenal movies, and you see Miramax on all of them. Oh, yeah. And, and I think I've brought this up before. I don't think anyone that's listening remembers. I like to watch old vintage videos, and I watch the old... Roasts that Dean Martin roasts on video, yeah, you go to YouTube with Dean Martin roast where they'll roast Bob hope or they'll roast somebody, and you know and it's it's Don Rickles who's one of my old oh all time all time favorite people is Don Rickles, and he was up there ripping on I think it was President Reagan, and he was just ripping on him and then he then he points down to oh yeah here's some hotshot young producer who thinks he's all that gets all the girl or something like that says all this and he points down and sure enough it's Harvey Weinstein down here look at him he thinks he's everything these young whippersnappers think they're going to rule rule it's just he was just hilarious and i went oh my gosh there's Harvey Weinstein yeah. sitting in the front at this at this Hollywood roast, and it was. I mean, um, look, Meryl
4: Streep in one of her uh, one of her speeches when she won an Oscar mentioned him by name, referred to him as a god, and, yeah. and just what he could do in Hollywood. And um, yeah, he was a power player in. Tinseltown.
2: So, this is the Me Too movement that started this. Those who don't, I'm not going to explain the Me Too movement because if you don't have them figure it out, you better, you better start watching the news. But um, so, this was uh, some women who have brought allegations against him uh, for sexually harassing them uh, multiple times in, in, in different. Uh, and alleged rape. Yeah, alleged rape. Yeah, no, there's, I, I didn't want to get into all the details, but alleged rape. But they're picking jurors now, and that's what we want to talk about. So, they've already chosen nine men and three women. And this is a Los Angeles rape and sexual assault case against Harvey Weinstein. Now, here's the thing that's interesting. We have Todd Cunan and I. I'm, uh, I'm going to say I'm a trial lawyer, but my, my partners try more cases than I do um, because I'm the managing attorney uh, for personal injury. Todd's a pros- former prosecutor and public defender, he's tried a lot of cases. Denise is a family law attorney and has tried a lot of cases and been before courts uh, so many times and sits as a judge pro tem in the courts as a uh, judge uh, pro tem on cases. So, and, and we've got a lot of experience here. I'm over about 30 plus years. You're 30 plus years, Denise. Todd's 20s and you're 20 something 20, years, 20 years. 22, 23 years. And we brought up this issue. Who would you rather have on on a case like this on your jury, men or women? And it was unanimous. And we did not set this up. We just all three threw this out, and it was unanimous. Because don't forget, we got a power woman lawyer. We have men lawyers, men lawyers here, so we've got both sides. And Denise, tell, tell them what we unanimously just like. We also the same thing. Well, right? in
3: this you know, case, it has to be this case. I'm in, talking in this in, case.
4: And, and one other thing: Who would you want if you were the prosecutor? Because it's important. Right. Which, it which, is different. So who would you what, – what breakup or what, what would you want as a prosecutor in a case like this in terms of your male,
2: female, jury makeup? And this is general. I, this is just in yeah. general. We're not talking specific. Go ahead.
3: Dude. Well, I think um, well, that
2: – Let me – really quickly. Oh, my cause, gosh. Cause, really? Because
4: Cal, being not a lawyer – What? I'm curious what Cal would say. Would you want to have on a case like this with Harvey Weinstein? All female. You would want all – that's you, you your gut reactions, all yep. female. That's yep. going to make are these, you
3: defense or are you prosecution?
4: If you're prosecution. the prosecutor. Yeah, prosecutor. Who wants me. all okay. female? Oh, that okay. is going to make this even more interesting. Denise?
2: Denise.
3: Um, as the prosecutor, I'd want all male. As the defense, I would want more females.
2: Isn't that bizarre, Cal? Fred, what did oh, yeah, you say? I said exactly like Denise – and in this Harvey Weinstein case, you want more women on that jury as because Harvey victims, Weinstein. If you're the defense. If you're defense and Harvey Weinstein, you want more women on that.
3: Because the victims are women, and women are very critical of other women. I hate to say that, or they're gonna, but they're, it's true.
2: Or they're going to make them prove their case. Yes. And I think the men are... This They'll be all, more protective. Yeah. And generally kind of just say, you know, you... You, you know, slime ball kind of thing, you know what? So, now, uh, again, this is general. We're talking general issues here. And Cal, we said you got one minute left, so we're about ready to roll. Yeah,
1: um, I'm just, I'm just fascinated by the whole, you know, yeah. who, who has a better case. But, 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 but we're
2: gonna case. talk about what some of the jurors said. Oh, yeah during the voir dire dire, when they talk to the jurors in this Harvey Weinstein case interesting again we're not predicting we're not saying things as lawyers we're not giving you legal advice But this is just in general what we have found while being trial lawyers we'll be back
1: it is most certainly food for thought and there's much more of that coming right here on Radio Law Talk so stay tuned we'll be back and other announcements aired on Radio Law Talk contain the opinions of the sponsor. The airing of said announcements on Radio Law Talk does not constitute an endorsement. The announcements may contain claims that are not intended to treat, diagnose, or cure any disease. These claims have not been evaluated by the FDA.
5: Do you need to get your hands on some extra money right now? Maybe $25,000 or more? If you're a homeowner, now is the perfect time to get cash out while homes in many neighborhoods like yours have gone up in value. You can use the money for anything. It's your You can buy an investment property, pay off higher interest debt, or make home improvements. If you need $25,000, $50,000, or more, now is the time. Home values are up, and so is your equity. We offer you a way to use it. No need to use your savings. Call New American Funding now and see how much cash out you can get. Call 800-481-5621. 800-481-5621. 800-481-5621. That's 800-481-5621. NMLS 6606. www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. This is not an offer or commitment to lend. Subject to borrower and property qualifications. Not all borrowers will qualify. Terms and conditions apply. Equal housing opportunity.
6: How is your car payment treating you? What if I told you you could make a free phone call right now and reduce your car payment by as much as $83 a month? Call Rate Genius now. 800
5: 352 3308. 800 352 3308. 800 352 3308. That's 800 352 3308. Not all applicants qualify for a loan or rate savings actual offer terms, including APR, are determined at the time of your application based on credit worthiness.
6: Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well,
1: This is the best show ever.
7: Not really.
1: It's time for more Radio Law Talk with Denise Dirks, Todd Kunin, and your host Frederick Penny. Frederick Penny. Frederick Penny.
2: So as they as, juror, as jurors walk in uh, on a potential case, what happens? There's a thing called voir dire. and the first thing is they fill out paperwork, and and there's a number of questions that are asked, and every judge is different. Some judges will cross examine and kind of ask questions of the jurors themselves. Some judges do most of that, and want the lawyers to do very little. Some judges do very little of it and let the lawyers ask all the questions, and then the lawyers, each set side, gets uh, to basically, long story short, kick off a certain amount of jurors, um, f- and it's not for cause. In other words, um, for cause means there's a reason they should be kicked off because they're prejudicial. So, excuse me, some way, and the court has to agree agree to it and say, yeah. We believe they should be kicked off for cause, and that doesn't go toward their what's called their preemptory char- char- uh, challenges.
4: So, like, if a, if a juror asks this question, say, so as you sit here right now and you see the defendant, uh, is he is is the defendant guilty or innocent in your mind? Now, now, what you're looking for is you'd want a juror to say, oh, they're presu- they're innocent, innocent until proven guilty, right? So, if a juror comes back and says, you know what? If somebody's sitting there at that table at this stage, I'm thinking they're guilty of something. I've already, you know, they're probably that would probably be a good challenge for cause because they're telling you that they cannot be fair and impartial. They've already made up their mind.
2: Or yeah. some that say, well, if the police officer said they're guilty, then they're then, then I'm on the police. Or they side. say,
3: you know, I don't believe in defense attorneys; they have shifty eyes.
4: Yeah, something like that. That's why I always wear sunglasses in court. Uh, so, but that, but that's the
2: point. Those so, are cause. Yeah. So that's so. What's going on here is they're asking jurors questions. And guys, you can go ahead and pop in anytime you want. There's some very interesting questions. And by the way, he's facing 11 charges of rape and sexual assault for, between 2004 and 2013. And by the way,
3: and that's covering a great deal of time because
2: Governor Newsom. They, they passed a law in California that took away, depending upon the type of allegation or crime, that the statutes were, what, taken away or relaxed? No, uh, the
3: statute of limitations is extended.
2: Extended, yeah, yes. but I can't remember the exact amount of time or date. But anyway, but here's the interesting part about this Weinstein case. We're going to talk about that. And guess who one of the allegations, the women who were alleging sexual assault and or rape – Governor Newsom's wife, and wow, interesting, interesting how that plays out.
4: Now, I, I did it. I did a quick search. There's a there's a couple ways somebody can become a judge, a superior court judge. One is there's an opening, and you run, uh, you, you you go into an election, you run for the opening, or you, when a judge comes up for reelection, you can run against them. I don't think those happen very often, but most of the time, or a lot of the time, it is uh, a judge retires. There's a vacancy, so the governor will appoint somebody to fill that vacancy, and then at the end of that term, they have to run for re-election. The judge assigned in this case, they did a quick search, was appointed back, I believe, in 2001 by then-Governor then governor Gray Davis. So, Because the question we had was, what if this judge was appointed by Gavin Newsom? That would be kind of interesting, uh, but that's not an issue.
3: Well, yeah, I don't think that's an absolute conflict. It's a potential, a potential conflict. Potential, absolutely. And um, and, and be, just because – but if he knew – or if she – she's actually Lisa Lynch. If she knew Governor Newsom's wife personally, that would be an absolute conflict of interest
2: but you still kind of like the dog whistle you kind of cock your head like hmm I wonder you well, know we've had wonder. that happen a lot yeah, recently I know, a I lot wonder. of judges
3: that are handling things for um, uh, people that appointed them I mean but, it's just now is coming up a lot
4: but you know jury selection in a case like this because I've, I've prosecuted uh, probably a half dozen tenor of these type cases and in the jury selections This is a unique type of crime to prosecute because of the sensitive nature of the charges. And what you want to be sensitive to and what the judge is looking for is are any of the potential jurors people who have been a victim of this type of conduct or a victim of sexual assault? Because clearly that might make it difficult for a person to sit as a juror on a case – If that if those are the charges. Now, the the first case that I ever did of this, the judge says, listen, if any of you, any of the jurors feel uncomfortable discussing this, what we will do is have what's called a jury out. We will either take you with the court report and the attorneys and the judge and go back in chambers and discuss this sensitive issue or we'll have everybody leave the courtroom. Right. And this was the eye opening thing for me in the jury selection process with this particular case today, I think I counted 12 times that we had to go back and discuss sensitive issues relating to this, because every one of these 12 people had been a victim at some point in time of a sexual offense you would be shocked when you saw the gender and age ranges some were women in their 20s 30s some were men in their 50s and 60s remembering things that happened when they were young it was an eye opener as to how prevalent and how many victims are out there i i would never have expected that
3: so do they ask questions like have you ever raped anybody so that is do they ask those type of questions no
4: uh I, no, no
3: they' just wondering if they should you know exclude yeah. those people that might identify with that well conduct.
4: i I think certainly look,
2: I'm assuming they're not saying I'd like to take a break and tell you' something I've done <laughs> your honor uh officer of the court, come on in, I got something to talk to you about.
4: I mean, look, if somebody's sitting there in the jury and they hear the charges, but I don't see anything wrong with any of that. that's probably a person you want to look at and get him <laughs> off get, right? get him out of there if you're but... a
2: prosecutor, that's for sure, so what hey, let's let's jump into some of this stuff so. The, the one thing that's interesting is, um, before we get to what some of the jurors said, is a potential witness is Mel Gibson. Yes. And Mel Gibson is a potential witness because one of the people that are claiming these, one of the women, these allegations, um, are claiming sexual assault slash rape, uh, told Mel Gibson about it. So this is the question I have of you, especially Todd, prosecutor and mm-hmm. public defender, and how the heck do you get past the, the best evidence and hearsay issues? What, how, that is hearsay, isn't it? And why isn't it hearsay? Because the person can testify. Mel Gibson doesn't need to come up and say what, what they said.
4: So where this would come up, you are 100% correct. If they didn't call the actual victim and they tried to call Mel Gibson to come in and, and that was the state's evidence, what is Mel going to say she said Harvey did to her? hearsay not coming in there's just no way that's coming in let's say she she takes the stand and as and on cross-examination and when the defense presents their case they start to present things that undermine her credibility did you tell anybody about this you didn't you ever reported this to anybody you didn't do this and her credibility takes a hit because it's 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 now being attacked by the defense Then they could call Gibson to come in to try to rehabilitate that credibility by saying, well, look, she told me this and it was the day after she told me these things. And it was the day after they have the statements. And if her testimony on the stand didn't differ from what Gibson said, she said, that's when he could come in as a witness, but not as the primary evidence. Right. So he's
3: corroborating. witness is basically corroborating the evidence that she's already testified to. That would be his role.
2: Yes. That's interesting. Okay, let's jump into some of the things that some of the the uh, potential jurors, a lot of most of them kicked off that said things uh, like this. Um, What were some of the things, Denise, we'll start with you, Todd, we'll jump to you and I'll answer one or or I can start right away if you want me to start. You guys have one that you want to tell about some of the things.
4: Well, there was one of one of the jurors that said that he he would have a, a difficult time convicting if there was no DNA evidence to corroborate the uh, the victim's statement. And my understanding is that there is no DNA evidence in any of these cases. And uh, and and that's not that's not uncommon uh, in something like this. So, uh, you know, that would cause somebody to uh, that would cause a court and maybe the counsel on either side to look at him differently.
3: Right. And another juror said that he didn't believe at all in the Me Too movement, that it was pointless and fraudulent.
4: Yep, that's,
1: that's interesting. That's a pretty
3: tough pretty, statement. Pretty tough statement, yeah. It's that... like, I'm not believing any woman Yeah, ever yeah. It, you well, know? it sounds like he
2: said the Me Too movement. He didn't believe in. So, well, still. but still, yeah, that. What well, I think he should have said. Well, you know, uh, yeah, it was pretty clear what he said. I don't believe in the Me Too movement. We come back. I'm going to talk about another woman. What she said that was very interesting. And then we're going to move on from there. And we're going to talk a little bit about Todd. This uh, on this same issue about a juror flirting with another juror. I mean, another uh, defendant. We'll be back. <laughs> Wow.
1: Good stuff coming up on Radio Law Talk, and you will not want to miss not even one second of it. So stay tuned. We have a break coming up. After that, the show will continue. It's here live till noon Pacific, so don't go away.
2: Here's Fred Penny with Penny & Associates. When you or a family member have been injured in an accident, what should you look for in a personal injury lawyer? The first thing is an experienced personal injury law firm that is actually taking cases to trial. Hi, I'm Frederick Penny, managing partner and founder of Penny & associate Injury Lawyers. For over 30 years, Penny & associate Injury Lawyers has been successfully representing individuals and their families. At Penny & Associates, we're experienced trial lawyers, and we work with you to get the best results. Go to
1: pennyandassociates.com or call 800 616 The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help.
4: I've got to get my car washed. This dirt, it just won't do. But I don't have no time today. I don't know what i do. Well, and I know this place right down the road. Quick, quack, car wash. Uh-huh. Hop inside, let's take a
2: ride. And watch this cat shine. Just come and see, I guarantee your ride will steal the show. Come on, quick, quack, car wash. Don't drive that dirty car.
7: Uh-huh. Quick, quack,
5: Are you having a difficult time getting in and out of your old bathtub? They can help you convert any old bathtub into a walk-in shower in some cases under $2000 in about a week. It's simple, beautiful, and priced just right. Call Steve right now for your free consultation. 800-832-1549. 800-832-1549. 800-832-1549. That's 800-832-1549.
7: Do you run a business and want to learn how you can get between $10,000 to $5 million in 60 seconds? We're to credit a top-rated online financing provider to hundreds of thousands of America's business owners. If your business does at least $120,000 a year in gross sales, we can get you more money to run your business in as little as 72 hours. Our terms are simple, repayment plans are flexible, and based on your cash flow. Plus, the paperwork is minimal, and the approval process is Fast. So in the time you've listened to this commercial, you could have learned if you qualify to get up to $5 million in cash deposited to your business bank account in the next two to three days. Funding specialists are ready to take your call right now and get you the money you need fast. Call 800-559-5523. That's 800-559-5523. Again, 800-559-5523. Call now. I think Brad's the best. Who told you that?
1: Radio Law Talk. Now back to the show.
2: So we're going to end this Weinstein thing, but uh, one juror said, I believe most women, but not necessarily all, is what one juror said uh, uh, when talking about whether or not she was on the fence about the Me Too movement. And uh, said, "Well, I believe most women, but not necessarily all."
3: Of but them. isn't that what a juror's supposed to do?
2: Yeah. Or, 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 what, here's what a juror should say: What I'm going to do is look at all the evidence on both sides, and be neutral when I come in, and I'm going to weigh the evidence and follow the law. That's the way. That's the way you're going to sit down and go, "Okay, you're going to be there as a juror because that's what you're supposed to do. That's... You're supposed to just really look at both sides, give both sides their fair shake." And 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 you know take all the evidence, balance it, look at the law and 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 the instructions that the judge instructs you how to apply it, and then go from there. Another juror said, uh, "I really don't believe in the in the Me Too movement. Um, that like you said, it was pointless and fraudulent. That's the one, but." Um, um, another one said, I have a great deal of respect for both sides of the table in our system of justice. So that person might go on. And another man said he was not there. The issue was, are you worried about getting grief from your family or co-workers or friends if they learn that you return a not guilty verdict against Weinstein? And, and this individual said, no, I'm not. Um, so anyway, that's, we're going to move on from that. Todd, you had another one to to comment about another well, juror, yeah. a juror and a uh, defendant flirting around a little bit. Yeah, you know,
4: you're, you're trying to as a as an attorney, you're trying to get people that will pay attention to the evidence, and then as Fred said, ap- apply the laws appropriate when you get into the jury room. But do you recall um, in what was it Michigan? There was that group that was arrested on charges that they had plotted to kidnap the governor, yeah, yeah. Governor Whitman. Oh, and did, yeah, that's well, right. The trial is going on now with for some of those folks, and they had seated a jury. One of the jurors, a younger female, was just removed from the jury, and the reason she was removed from the jury – because the prosecution had noticed that she was making eyes at one of the 23, 24-year-old defendants and that they had been kind of looking at each other, smiling. No words had ever been exchanged.
1: They're making googly eyes at each other?
4: Well, you know, I don't want to give Google a plug, but yes. But that that not what it's called? They were – apparently that this had been noticed, and so they had to dismiss that person from the jury because – you so know. as
1: she walked out she held her th- pinky to her lips and her thumb to her ear saying call me
4: right i mean <laughs> yeah that, that would be that would be an, I, re- I remember one
1: time i was <laughs> call She's me.
3: given the symbols call, me, 9- for yeah. <laughs> call me
2: from prison
4: <laughs> i i was uh I, I was picking a jury i was doing a ju- jury this was oh this like must have been twenty two thousand 2007 2008 and it was in a really small courthouse and uh <laughs> one of the guys got dismissed. And at the time that this one juror was dismissed during jury selection, it was about the time we were going to take a break. So he just got up and walked out with the rest of the jurors, which meant that I could stand up. And as he walked by me, he just looked at me and smiled. He goes, "I feel like I'm watching David Letterman do a trial." <laughs> yeah, I said, "Thank you, sir." <laughs> that was kind of, but he, but he had just been dismissed, so it wasn't anything wrong with him wow. talking to me and making that comment. But, he
2: said, "You're David Letterman." Yeah, he thought Is I that was
4: good or bad. He thought I was like David Letterman. I, I, I thanked him, and then I've thought about that since. Maybe I don't not that, so good. I don't know if that was a compliment <laughs> or not, but
3: uh, was, uh-huh. wow. does it float? Does it float? <laughs> <laughs> yes. What's going on Good with one.
2: Google being sued by Texas? Does anybody know what's going oh, yeah. on there? Yeah, what's yeah. happening there? I don't Privacy don't know. is a British. Oh, have you ever, you Privacy, ever heard right? of uh,
4: facial recognition software? Google doesn't yeah. use that stuff. So Google has some features that they have yeah. where you upload photos and and they can you, know, you can, according to Google, it's user. Uh, it's up to the user to select whether they want the feature to apply or not. And if it does, they will identify you and others in the photo so they can group photos together. So you, so if it was like, show me all the pictures of me or, or Jim or whatever, they could group all of those in your Google um, photo file. Well, Texas has a law that prohibits online companies from – storing or collecting facial recognition data without the individual's consent. And the issue that Texas has with it is, well, if Todd uploads a picture of himself and Denise and Fred Todd may have consented but Denise and Fred didn't consent to that and what do And they mean? also
3: can it, it also involves them recording the voices yeah, as it, well.
4: it can they have cuz you have Google voice you, you can record a, those and, right
3: and you have a right to your voice right
4: you do and and they say that, that that violates privacy and it stores it without their consent and so Google is being sued Google thinks they have a defense to it because they believe that people can opt out of the service I keep going back to this The whole facial recognition thing, I don't get the law. I don't get the rationale behind prohibiting it because I go out in public every day and expose my face to the public and anybody can look at me. And if I recognize you and can remember you, how do I, how can I remember Cal's face? Because my brain has facial recognition software and voice identification. It's how we identify witnesses, how we identify loved ones. Did you do this? And they these states have outlawed they have outlawed these companies from creating algorithms that do the exact same things that you do every day with your eyes which is see things and recognize them
3: well i i I, hear me out so you are at a halloween party you're dressed up as a baby yes right and you have the big diapers on and you upload that (laughs) onto some platform i've seen that and then google uses that or somebody puts that together with Depends, underwear, and then they try to profit from it. So that's how it also could impact you and invade your privacy, right? Depends
1: sees it, Denise, and they say, I better start sending Todd Depends ads. So here's
3: the thing. (laughs) Good idea. If
4: if, if I uploaded that picture, right, I upload the picture. If I look at the terms and conditions, it says Google can use this. Well, I was the one who chose to upload the picture. I uploaded it, and if and if I didn't give consent, and I can prove that I gave no consent, and Google sells that to Depends, and they put me in their ad, now I've got a claim for against Depends for using my likeness for profit without my permission,
3: right? And
4: and I can go ahead and and right. That's that's exactly true. But you
3: did voluntarily put it on some platform, not necessarily Google.
4: I did voluntarily put it on a platform, right? And, and so if I that's, voluntarily that's different, and if I voluntarily put it on the platform, then I assume the risks by doing that. Eight five five Law
2: Radio. Well, that's all I got to say. If you want to call in, and don't forget, we're not giving legal advice; uh, to seek counsel. But we're going to talk about Elizabeth Holmes here in a second. But some interesting things about that Google thing you were saying. As you start looking at stuff, Facebook, Instagram, Google, you know, whatever these platforms. You know what I've noticed lately? I'm not saying this is, I just noticed this online. As I pause, not to look at something, you know, you go to your feeds, and there's just all these things you go through. As I don't click on anything, but if I pause to look at it, as I'm scrolling through my feeds, more of that pops up. If I'm looking, I love airplanes, I look at airplanes. All of a sudden, it's all popping, and I'm not clicking on it. It's just that I pause for that picture. They're so now po- it's not even if you click on it, it's if you pause on it.
4: It's because when you have a feed that you can scroll through, you don't necessarily have to click on it because sometimes they'll have the picture. And even what they posted underneath, you can read that without clicking on it. I'll bet you there's an algorithm in there that tracks how long you stop to look at a picture. And if it's more than, say, three seconds or five right. well, seconds, I'll well, tell you, you what, must like this.
3: My, so. my phone is spies on me all the time yeah. because I will – S- simply say something to my husband watching a movie or whatever and say something and I look at my phone and it has pulled up all kinds of different things involving what I just said and I didn't have Siri on I didn't touch that phone that's crazy can it's- law
1: enforcement subpoena this kind of information in other words and use that against you in a criminal or civil matter yes. or something like that
4: uh, just being careful with the words that we use typically what law enforcement will do is issue a warrant for okay, the information. Right, yeah, okay. And, Sorry, and they'll wrong. have to, and to, in order to get the warrant, they have to show to the judge that this information was either part of a felony or will lead to the discovery of felony felonious activity. And if they can get that, that's where it starts, with a warrant. Wow.
2: When we come back, we're going to talk about Elizabeth Holmes. we got Cardi B. We're going to talk about the NCAA is now on trial for concussion cases, especially one out of USC. We'll be back.
1: This is the second hour of Radio Law Talk, and the third hour is coming up at six minutes after. And we're live every Saturday from 9 to noon Pacific time right here on your favorite local radio station and streaming live at radiolawtalk.com. Stay tuned as the show continues.
6: Message and data rates may apply. Come on, one more rep. You got this. Uh, Ten. There it is. Nice work, man. You're a beast. <laughs> Thanks, man. I feel better than I have in years, and I gotta tell you, taking NuGenix makes a huge difference for me. NuGenix? That's the uh, testosterone booster with TV ads with Frank Thomas, it's the Big Hurt, right? Oh yeah. The patented key ingredient is Testafen, which helps boost free testosterone levels and increase lean muscle mass. Well, it's clearly working for you. Hey, are they still giving out complimentary bottles for people to try for themselves? Yeah, NuGenix is a great way to increase lean muscle and feel stronger.